Hello. Uh, my name's Haran. If you um, haven't met me, hello. Hi. Hi. Um, and yeah, uh, so uh, yeah, I go to the same church as Tony, Chung, a bunch of these other guys. Uh, and yeah, they, um, yeah, once again, like Tony, uh, when Jim came and said, hey, can you speak at um, City Sanctum? And I said, sure. And he said, on productivity. And I said, you're kidding, right? Um, there are other people, there are other people on our pastoral staff who are very organized. I am not one of those people. Uh, so I, this, this is more a testimony of failure. Um, and also what the Bible says, because at least the Bible, yeah, will tell you something even if I don't. Um, but yeah, hey, let's, um, let's talk about productivity. Um, uh, actually, so I should also say, uh, let me introduce a bit more about myself. Uh, currently, I'm being very, very unproductive. Uh, I was made redundant at the end of last year, uh, in case you're wondering where I work. So I actually, it's fine. It's good. Um, and I'm looking for work, and that's fine. Uh, but you know, I'm actually mastering unproductivity right this very moment. Uh, and so I've actually had some time to think about this topic. And what I want to do, I want to do a couple of things. I want to start big picture, and then I'm going to zoom in, uh, think about what the Bible says, think about what the world says, and then if we have time at the end, which may not happen because I'm good at rambling, um, I might throw some personal life lessons as well because I've been working now for a while, 18 years or so. Um, it's been a while. Go get your food. Enjoy it. So, all right, look, uh, big picture. So I don't know this, if this is your first or your hundredth time here at City Sanctum. You may have uh, heard some talks about work before. You may not have. Let me do a quick sort of um, big picture thing. Uh, so I think Christian life, right? The Christian life is broadly grouped into two categories, work and rest. Um, like, so all of life, all of life is worshipping God, serving God. But as you do that, you sort of want to think in terms of, so work and in terms of rest. Work is, is I'd categorise as worshipping God by bringing order to God's creation. And rest is worshipping God by enjoying God's creation. So bringing order is anything from it might be ministry work. It might be telling people about Jesus. It might be very practical work of saving lives. It might be very practical work of farming and bringing order to uh, order and growing and producing. What you do is productive. What you do is important. Work is important. Um, and so I think in our lives, work is important. You'll spend a lot, a lot of time at work uh, in your life. I think it's God's pattern too, right? Work and rest. God made the world in six days. On the seventh day, God rested, right? And so... Um, just really early on, I want to flag, like, some people say productivity. If you listen to <clears throat> a certain wealthy billionaire called Elon Musk, uh, he'll say, to be productive, you need to work 80-hour days and 16-hour, 18-hour, yeah, so 16-hour days and 80-hour weeks. Um, that's what he'll say. Uh, I think if it's good enough for God to rest, it's good enough for us to rest. That's a side note. But, um, so, yeah, that's really big picture. We work we rest. Um, if you want to just, I'm going to flag also, if you want to ask me any questions at the end, either personally or I don't know, we might do a question and answer at the end. I don't know. No? Probably not. Okay, come and ask me later. Ask me questions. It's good. Um, so work and rest, where does productivity fit into all of that? And what I want to do is draw, so two parallel columns if you like um, because there's what the world says about productivity. I think there's what the Bible says about productivity. On the whole, I think a lot of it overlaps, but at the same time, uh, you're going to see, I think, something slightly different. And so let me present that to you now. Um, so here's where we're going. I'm going to do a worldly definition of rest. 
Then I give you the, what the Bible has to say about, sorry, let's try again. I'm gonna give you a worldly definition of productivity. Then I'm gonna talk about some biblical thoughts about productivity uh, and then put them alongside each other and give you some other thoughts. So uh, here's, a, here's a definition. I got it off Harvard Business Review, so it's probably okay. Um, productivity is achieving or producing a significant amount of result. So that might be, you know, at your workplace you've got KPIs, or if you're at a trendier workplace, maybe you have OKRs, same sort of thing. Well, they say it's not the same sort of thing, but it's the same sort of thing. Assessing whether you're being productive at work, are you doing enough work, are you meeting your objectives, all that sort of stuff. Um, so note, and once again, without, judge, so without judgment, but what's happening here, the marker is primarily outcomes-based. It's about what you do, it's about what you produce, it's about what you make. Um, and second, Right? It's outcomes-based. Also, it's very external to you as a result of that. It's what your manager wants to look at to assess whether you're doing work. Um, and so even, uh, yeah, it's irrespective of how you personally, whether you feel productive, whether you feel unproductive, it's really what other people look at you and going, you know, you're somebody who gets the job done or you're somebody who doesn't get the job done. That's sort of really quickly going through what the world thinks, right? But what does the Bible think? Well, a couple of things. First of all, we were created to work. Genesis chapter 1, Genesis chapter 2, man was made to work the field. Um, point number one. Point number two, uh, I think as we work, we want to be diligent and faithful. Uh, and I'm just going to run really quickly through a couple of Bible verses. Um, if you, yeah, jot them down if you feel like you need to. Uh, so Titus chapter 3, uh, the Bible doesn't actually use the word productive or productivity, but it does use the word unproductive. Uh, and here it is. And this is what uh, Paul says. He says, Our people must learn to devote themselves to doing what is good in order that they may provide for daily necessities and not live unproductive lives. He's talking about work there. So work must be diligent and faithful. Also, um, work as diligently for your boss and for your work as you would for God and for church. Right? So this is also what Paul says. He says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord. And not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. You are serving the Lord Christ. So work diligently. Work diligently at work. Not just, not just when you're serving at church, but you know, when you're at the workplace, work faithfully. Work hard. Conversely, don't slack off. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, it says this. Um, for even when we were with you, we give you this command. If anyone is not willing to work, let him not eat. For we hear that some among you walk in idleness, not busy at work, but busy bodies. Now such persons we command and encourage in the Lord Jesus Christ to do their work quietly and to earn their own living. Right? So the, the biblical picture, and like, there's a time and a place for unemployment, but there's not, a, there's not a time and a place for idleness and just sitting around and doing absolutely nothing. Right? Even as I am unemployed, I'm still thinking about how do I find work and making sure I'm not slacking off and, you know, sitting at home playing computer games all day. Um, so, uh, and keep in mind, this, this isn't ministry Paul's talking about. He's talking about secular work. You need to be working. You need to be earning money. You need to be making a living for yourself. So, I'm going to put it to you generally speaking. If you're, um, as Christians, we need to be working diligently. We need to be productive. Yeah? Okay, so, that's what the Bible says. Let me draw that together in a couple of, in five points. First and foremost, I want to put it to you that in order to be productive as Christians, we want to be productive as workers, we need to be faithful 
to God and to man. The sort of thing Tony was talking about. We need to be faithful. Um, God is a faithful God. We need to be faithful in our workplaces, serving our bosses. We're not slacking off. We're not sitting there on Facebook when we should be doing work. Um, we're faithful to our workplaces, to our bosses, to our clients, right? Um, so work hard, be productive, don't slack off. However, what I also want to say is, so, so we do want to be productive work-wise, but um, sometimes productivity and that sort of very worldly idea of productivity is going to be trumped by a more biblical idea of faithfulness. So for instance, there's many, many stories in, the, in Christianity, in the Bible, of people laboring without much gain. You've got people like the prophet Jeremiah who preached years and years and years, and yet none of his contemporaries listened to him, and yet he just kept on faithfully plugging away. You measured his KPIs and his OKRs, how many people listened to him, how many people actually you know, um, did what he said you should, guys should be doing. Nobody listened to him, maybe one or two people, that's it. The rest of the nation went a different direction. Um, for every mega church success story, there are 200 other churches that never get bigger than maybe 50 or 100 people. And yet the gospel's preached, people turn up faithfully um, with a little tangible, outward, visible sign to work for, right? So we're not always looking at outward um, measures of productivity. We're looking at the faithfulness of the heart. Are you guys being faithful? That's point one. Point two, that doesn't mean we reject working, um, working smart instead of working hard, right? I'm a big believer in working. Like God gave you your brain as well as your strength. You're allowed to use your intelligence to, to figure out how to work harder. And that might, that might be, you know, uh, bringing in new IT systems at work and be able to smooth things out. Sometimes it's like clearing things out and using pen and paper and making things simple so that they're easy. Work smart, not hard. You can still do that, I think, being faithful. Third, um, don't be unfaithful to get results. So don't cheat. Don't inflate numbers. Don't skimp on doing your due diligence. If you need to work, if you need to put in an amount of time to do work, do that work. If you need to put in extra work to make sure a project is working 100%, it's not going to fall over as soon as a client touches it, put in that work. Right? Don't sell. Uh, don't tell a lie. Don't over-exaggerate. Um, be honest. Be faithful in your workplace. Um, that was third. Fourth is a converse. Right? So being faithful mean, means being a man, being a woman of your word. Uh, and that, and, and in secular terms, right, that goes hand in hand with the idea of managing expectations. If you're, um, if you've been at work for more than a couple of years, you know this, like managing expectations is a big part of what you're doing as you interface with managers. Or if you are in management, or you're a project manager, you're talking to bosses, you're trying to figure, like, it's all about setting expectations. This is how long something is actually going to take. And when people, like, when, if you're a manager and a junior comes to you and says, actually, I think I can fix this thing in two hours, you go, actually, no, 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 it's going to take you eight hours. Um, that, that's part of your setting your expectations and part of, your, I mean, part of that will come with experience, right? The better you get at your job, the better you know how long something's going to take. Um, uh, but at the same time, yeah, you, you want to manage those expectations. So when somebody says, can you do this thing? And you go, well, actually, you want me to do this, 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 and this. If you want it done by Friday, I can do this and this, but there's no way we can possibly do this. And you're having these conversations. You're being, this is part of being a faithful, right? You're being a man of your, woman of your word, doing what you say you can do being honest about what you, can, what you can and can't do, right? Setting expectations. So do that thing of under-promising, over-delivering, um, being faithful what you can and can't do. Uh, fifth, once again going hand in hand with that, don't overcommit either, right? Like if, you've, if you know that, generally speaking, a week's worth of work, you can get this, this, and this done, don't say you can get this, 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 and this done. Um, keep within your limits, be humble, know what you can do, be honest about it. Um, and that, I mean, that goes in terms of ministry and in terms of life as well, right? 
um, I think, and Tony sort of touched on this, um, sometimes being faithful to everything in your life, uh, your church, your work, your family, um, means actually doing less and less is more and doing the, the handful of things really, really well rather than spreading yourself so thin that you're doing a mediocre job on everything or a bad job on everything or letting people down and neglecting ministries, right? Don't do that. Be faithful. Get the job done if you say you're going to do a job. If you can't do a job or you're not sure you can do a job, maybe just say you're not going to do it. Um, God is sovereign. God is powerful. The thing will get done even if, if it needs to get done by somebody else. God will figure something out. Um, he's not relying on you to deliver a result. <sighs> okay. Those are my quick points. How, much, how are we going for time? Oh, sure. Okay. Right. Here we are. So um, let me... Um, here are a couple of things I've learned uh, about being productive. This is gonna, your, your mileage here is going to vary. This is, this is now... I, this is what I'm saying, not the Bible saying. Um, so first of all, um, especially if you guys are sort of uh, a bit younger, you're at your first, second job, you're sort of still navigating the sort of waters of work. Um, next time you're looking for a job, next time you're talking to recruiters and stuff, and you're assessing the, the, the key thing you want to be looking for, and this is the phrase that recruiters are talking about, work-life balance. Work-life balance is key. That's your flag to saying to recruiters, this, I want a job that's going to let me not neglect my family, not neglect my church. It's not, this, is not, this is not a job that's going to grind me to the ground and work me... 80-hour weeks will get me to be crunching on projects every, you know, second or third week, right? So that's your keyword. Ask for work-life balance. Recruiters know what you mean. They know you mean, like... And you, can, and you can set those expectations when you front up, and they'll tell you, this job is not for you. This job is for you. You know, don't get a job on Amazon if you don't want to crunch. If you, and if you want work-life balance. Number one, ask for work-life balance. Number two, um, just turn off social media at work. Just do it. It's a really, really... Like, social media, by design, is really addictive. And... Much as you know you should be working, you want to pull out your phone, check Facebook, you've got people messaging on Facebook, you've got people in church messaging on Facebook. Look, they can wait, actually. Right now, when you're at work, be faithful to work. Deal with everything later. Um, you know, uh, maybe in your lunch break, maybe you're in the grabbing coffee, sure, check Facebook, check Instagram, check Twitter. But, like, if you're at work, if you're paid to do a job, sit there and do your job. Don't open up Facebook on your computer. Um, turn off notifications on your phone and... Drastic, perhaps. Consider uninstalling them from your phone entirely. Uh, yeah, it, it, some, it, it is actually a massive, massive, deep, unproduct... What's the word? Unproductivity thing. Like, uh, they're not productivity apps, they're unproductivity apps. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what... Social media by design is unproductivity. Um, uh, caveat, if you, are, if you work in media and you actually are a social media manager, okay, that's probably okay. <laughs> If you're a journalist and you're supposed to be retweeting all your stuff and, and Instagram, fine, that's part of your job. But like, generally speaking, I don't need to be on Twitter or Facebook all day. I don't. Um, okay, so here's my last one. This is my, this is my, this is my big thing, right? So um, this is something I figured out a couple of years ago. This really works for me. This is, have you heard of a thing called flow state? Flow state. All right, so flow state's my thing. Um, so a lot of people in my industry, I work in IT, I work, I'm a developer. A lot of people in my industry are sort of classic nerd types. They're very methodical and organized. I am the complete opposite. I am not methodical. I'm not organized. I'm super chaotic. Um, and so my work process ends up looking like this. So this is going to apply to 20%. This is going to help 20% of you and the rest of you have your own ways of doing things. That's fine. But this is what works for me. I need to work like a creative. And what that means is I need to harness this thing called flow state. And flow state is, um, have you ever been super in the zone? Have you ever, like, it might be, 
you're reading a book and you look up and it's 2 a.m. and you just go, what happened? And you just turn through a book. Or maybe you sat down to play a computer game for 20 minutes and then like, you know, five hours later, you know, <laughs> you know thousands turn on, on civilization or whatever it is. And you just, you, like, you've actually entered flow state. Um, but sometimes it's really good, right? So sometimes you're at your desk, you're plugging away, and then you look up and you go, oh, it's 2 p.m., I haven't had lunch yet, I'm starving, what happened? But suddenly you've just been super productive. That's what you're trying to channel. It's called flow state. And you can um, Google it. Uh, there's a TED talk about it. There's a guy called Ted Henry who has a um, podcast called The Accidental Creative that I used to listen to a lot. Um, he, ha he went on a run about three or four years ago where he did a whole bunch of stuff on flow state. It's just super helpful thinking about how do I get into this zone of trying to lose myself in that zone where I'm super productive and I'm thinking about this and nothing else. What that looks like for me is, um, uh, so distractions here are kryptonite, right? Because if I'm in flow state and somebody calls me, and I'm in flow state, I get a message and I have to look at my phone, my flow state's gone and I have to like start all over again. After, So um, what I'm trying to do is clear all the distractions from my desk in the morning, uh, I get to work, enter all my emails, get that out of the way. Um, turn my internal work messenger on silent, do not disturb, turn my phone over, I don't want to listen to it, I don't want to see flashing lights. I put, my I put do not disturb on on hip chat or whatever, put my big fat headphones on, which are my you know, visible do not disturb sign to everyone else in the office. Um, and I'm just going, and I'm going, to, I'm going to put on trance music, I'm going to put on something with no words. Or actually sometimes I just don't listen to anything at all and my headphones are just to block out sound. And I'm just like trying to focus. I'm not looking there, I'm looking here. Um, so uh, that's how I do it, and that, and that helps me, right? My, if, if I can get a flow state once a day, then, I'm, then that's a really good day, productive-wise for me. If I do it twice in a day, then like, I feel like Superman. Um, so for me, I'm trying to channel that sort of thing in order to be super productive. Um, all right, that's my super quick productivity tip. Uh, that may not work for you because you might have a different brain to me, that's fine, but if it helps some of you, that's great. Go Google it. Um, that is everything I have to say.